What's up everyone, welcome to Beyond Nintendo, my name is Richard and this has been recorded very late into the weekend because I'm late, it's as simple as that, but there you are. Life is life and, well, I've got my coffee in hand, so let's get on with today's show. As always, thank you to the amazing people over at patreon.com slash beyondnintendo for supporting the show. Without you, this show is not possible. Big thanks to them, you can do the same and get all my content early and all the good stuff. Head over to patreon.com slash beyond nintendo so before we get into the nitty-gritty and the lowdown of what we've been talking what i want to talk about this week i want to do things a little bit differently a little bit different because why not it's my show and i can do what i like Essentially, in today's show, I want to talk about a new show that's coming to Patreon first, and then it'll be released to the wider audience uh, every Wednesday. That's the plan. Bear with me. I I set a plan out. I'm not going to say that I'm ever going to stick to my plan, but that's the plan. A plan is good, and a plan I have. So what is this plan, and how am I going to attack this plan and bring this plan to fruition? I've said plan many times in one sentence. It's a plan, all right? So... Let's talk about it. Um, Essentially, it's all about my backlog. My backlog on Nintendo Switch alone is disgusting. It's one of, like, my critical downfalls as a games critic that I never get through any of the games that I've got. I have, like, Xbox Game Pass, Stadia. I have all of these platforms, Steam, and everything else in between, except for, like, a PlayStation um, and an Xbox. But I have these platforms that have got monstrous game catalogs and my Nintendo Switch is completely no different. And I said at the beginning of this year, I wanted to actually have a chance at completing these games. I've completed like three games this year, which is disgusting. I've been given many review codes and not got myself around to reviewing them, which is completely poor. Not in the sense because I didn't want to and I wasn't after a freebie. No, it was more the fact that I just didn't get time. I've been so busy with running a martial arts school and uh, just generally real life and oh woe is me, listen to me blowing out my backside because I'm busy in life. It's not what it's about. I want to change that. So every Wednesday, I'm aiming for Wednesday, could be Thursday. We're going to see how it goes. I'm going to try and complete a game. and talk about it, give you my thoughts, feelings, and kind of just lay it all out. You know, is this game worth it in 2021, depending on when this game was released? What type of game is it? All that kind of stuff. Review the game from a, a much more critical standpoint, but actually get a chance to play it. And at the end of the month, so to speak, or end of the four weeks, there'll be a big game to talk about, like a 100-hour epic quest thing. And we'll go from there. It's essentially a backlog battle of my own, and I want to do a recorded diary, if you like. I may script some of the work. I found an amazing writing app on my iPad called Ulysses, and I may even do that. And I'm currently scripting my first video to be shot on to a YouTube channel, which is a hardcore Pokemon Sword Nuzlocke. So that's coming up. But... I want to really get into the nitty gritty. I've been listening to a really great podcast and it's called the Play Along Podcast and they do like a gaming book club and it genuinely is a really lovely show where they talk about, they all bring a game, you know, when they talk about this game that they've been playing and it's kind of inspired me to actually sit down and start playing some of the games that I've got on my Switch 
Well, I'm going to build a, a little you know, spreadsheet kind of thing and put together actually, essentially, a time frame to me beating these. We've got things to get through, like, uh, for example, um, uh, Xenoblade Chronicles 2. You know, I had it, I released, I played like, Jesus, I had played loads of hours in like the first couple of months or the first month and then just stopped and I'm about halfway through that game bravely default 2 octopath traveler dragon quest 11 um s immortals phoenix rising divinity original sin 2 fire emblem three houses which is a game that I've struggled with um torchlight 2 bug fables nino kuni world of final fantasy maximum crosscode nexamon extinction super mario 3d world and bowser's fury Trials of Cold Steel 4, Disgaea 6, which we're actually going to talk a little bit later in the show. Disgaea 5, again, we're going to be talking about the Disgaea games today in a review and a game I have played. Vaporium Lockdown, and there are more and more and more games on here on my list of games. And I've got like um, cartridges as well. So that's the idea. It's to essentially try and sit down and get a game completed a week. Completionist style. I don't know if anybody really wants me to do 100% completed. I don't. I don't know. I want to complete the games, not feel like I want to rub my eyeballs in glass. So that's the plan. When is it going to release? This obviously, this show obviously releases on a Monday, uh, normally to the to the public. This will release on a Wednesday or a Thursday. I don't want to be too stringent with the date or the day. It will depend on if I can sit down and really get myself motivated into these games, and that's what this is going to draw me to. Actually, the motivation of getting a game out each week and talking about it and so on. I've been a sucker to the recent sale, and again, we'll get into that very soon. Um, that's on the Nintendo Switch because it's an absolute cracker, but that's what I want to do. You know, and as I said, it'll go out to Patreon, so patreon.com slash beyond Nintendo. And it's the Beyond Nintendo backlog. Um, I, I don't really have a name. <laughs> so if you can think of a name for it, then great. It'll go out on this feed as normal. But yeah, that's the idea. Let me know what you think. Um, as always, I love to hear fe feedback regarding these things. And yeah, we'll crack on with it. So yeah. So before I babble on about the current sale that is ending as of recording in a couple of hours, um, is there any news that we need to be wary of? And there's a little bit out there. One of my favorite roguelikes, actually, that I need to, again, talk about properly is Curse of the Dead God. I consider Curse of the Dead God possibly better than Hades. Um, I have a good reason for it, and I'm going to do... I want to do a special show talking about Hades, Curse of the Dead God, and Dead Cells because of those three roguelikes. But Curse of the Dead God is one of my favourite. But there is a new patch, version 1.0.03. And the patch notes go as uh, followed. Fixed bugs. Spawn. Cannot spawn in traps at the beginning of rooms anymore. Kill. Cannot kill yourself with void bombs while holding a sword of conjunctivis anymore death three thorough echoes the stalactites caused by death thorough echoes can curse cannot kill you anymore while holding the sword of conjunctivitis i think it is i can't pronounce this work this work this word but x built face 
Wow. Uh, now works with the same sword. Thorny Seeds. Thorny Seeds do not activate on self-hit anymore. Eagle Eye cannot heal you off of death anymore. So there's been, essentially, there's been a lot of changes. It sounds like there's some nerfs that's been going on. Um, and there is a note here. Assist mode has been deactivated on all Nintendo Switch Origin saves because the bug linking the look to localization text. If you have saved a mid-run, it will be erased. Finish up before updating, otherwise no general progress uh, will be lost and you should be able to activate assist mode again with the correct warning message this time. So there you go. It's been updated. It is a great game. If you haven't picked it up, I suggest you do so. It's uh, an absolute quality um roguelike style game it is in more of the vein of dead cells than you'll find hades hades is quality in the sense of story and before anybody jumps down my throat going can't believe you put a game above hades hades is fantastic but i found something a bit more i, I connected more with cursed dead gods because it was more that dead cells kind of roguelike than the hades hades tells an incredible story it looks fantastic and genuinely has um an amazing art style um curse dead gods just had something that i found just it just i just i just enjoyed it more and we'll probably talk in depth especially with my wednesday thursday kind of in-depth game sort of talk is something that i would um definitely like to look more of um Mario Rabbids, moving on, sorry I should say, Mario Rabbids, uh, Spark of Hope's dev team is three times the size than the original. So this is from Nintendo Enthusiast, uh, the Mario Rabbids Spark of Spark of Hope's looking to continue the, continuing, wow, can't speak, the fostering the magic that made the original Mario Plus Rabbids a surprise hit on the Switch in 2017. If you haven't played that, it goes on sale a lot. Pick it up. It's really, it is so worth it. Apparently Ubisoft is doubling or tripling down on the com com that commitment with a development team now three times larger than the studio that made the first title. This is according to the recently re released interview between Multiplayer.it and David Sonali. Sorry if I've butchered your name and Christina Nava of Ubisoft Milan, which was translated by Reset Era user Luke88. The first title um, was the product of a development team approximately of 100 people, while the assistance of Ubisoft subsidiary studios brings the, the team of Mario Plus Rabbids Spark of Hope to about 300. The union has confirmed that a few other tidbits, most notably the game will allow you to customise your team freely, meaning that players will not be forced into certain characters across missions. I know that really bugged people in the previous one. Instead, you can build whatever team you like, all Mushroom Kingdoms, all Rabbids, whatever you're in the mood for. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. Additionally, the interview touched a little bit more on the increased freedom of movement, which we noticed in the trailer, actually. It looked like a movement. The grid-based system, when you're battling, it seems to have gone. Uh, the game eventually um, feature less linear explanation compared to the first game. Though it is an open world uh, and seems to have a free camera, the sequel additionally seems to allow players limitless movement with a prescribed movement range on turns. This is a notable change from the grid-based movement that currently dominates the strategy RPG genres. And this is true, like I said, uh, repeat myself now, but in the in the video you definitely have freedom of movement. I'm interested to see the changes, as long as they don't start putting like in, uh, you know, Ubisoft micro transactions or any of that stuff which i'm hoping won't happen um we should be good the first one was was quality i really did um really did think it was a quality game 
Uh, it's again a game that I'm on like chapter three, haven't completed, it's disgusting. My backlog that I'm going to be writing this list out where I say, you know, completed, haven't completed, it's, it's vile. And this is on that list, it, but it is a great game. I played enough of it to know if it's a great game. It was a real surprise kind of game out of nowhere. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to the second one. Um, and essentially, oh, yeah, sorry, that's not it in news terms. News that caught my eye. Overwatch 2 will have some compromises on Nintendo Switch. Switch is a little more challenging than some and we'll have to make compromises there. I don't know if uh, this technically means we're definitely getting it on the Switch, but Blizzard has confirmed uh, that while Overwatch 2 is still slated as a Nintendo Switch game, it will have some compromises on the Nintendo handheld system. In an Ask Me Anything on Reddit, uh, spotted by the gamer, the team uh, dutifully, uh, dutifully answered a bunch of questions about the sequel, including one from a fan self-described as solely Switch player, who's asked how improved graphics performance seen in the recent reveals will translate to Nintendo Switch. Um, so, yeah, this is the Blizzard response. Uh, ask, ask anything, join the Overwatch development team for the fifth anniversary, ask me anything. Um, and user blizz this is a user from blizzard great question as hardware has advanced since the launch of overwatch we are looking to extend the overwatch engine the overwatch 2 engine with high high-end features however we're also working on we are working hard to make sure all of our platforms get the best experience even in pve switch is a little more challenging than some and we'll have to make some compromises there for that reason some of the higher-end visual uh, enhancements might not be visible there will be focusing to make sure all gameplay features feature, uh, features get in first and then uh, accentuate and with any additional features as much as possible. The reply came from technical director John Lafleur. There you go. As hardware's and we've just gone over the quote. As for those compromises, maybe Lafleur didn't expand on it, unfortunately. But that response certainly um, imitates that the team is prioritising performance over graphics, which to me isn't a bad thing. You don't want a game like um, Overwatch 2 to perform badly but look great. We've already seen what the Switch can do. We know the Switch it, the Switch punches well above its weight. Um, and this almost sounds like it's confirmed to be coming to the Switch. Um, whether they pull the plug because it's just too damn hard. But it, it is essentially what you want for a game is competitive shooter and I know a lot of people um, who play competitive shooters they have their game looking as trash as possible to get the most frames out of it and if you can get this on switch and you are locked to playing against switch players which will be really good at 30 frames per second you're going to have a good experience if they're trying to get it as looking as pretty it's going to run like absolute other queries include one that asked if crossplay and cross progression were also coming to Nintendo Switch, and the response was coy, but suggests Blizzard is prioritizing crossplay before tackling the additional complexities of cross progression. And one that wondered if the Switch version would release at the same times as PC and console, something Blizzard can't promise at this stage. So, overall, it's nice to see that they are considering, or at least developing for the switch we understand that it is going to have compromises this still is running that tegra one chip from nvidia it's getting like cloud-based programs from like guardians of the galaxy and so on uh, i just i think i think a lot of people are quite still on this switch pro rumor hype train because you know why not 
but I don't think we're at the point where we are going to be looking at getting a Switch Pro. I'd love to see Valiant, 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 Valley, Valorant, Valorant on the Switch. Don't know why, just words. And you also have um, something I would really like to see, or I can't wait to get hold of, is, is Pokemon Unite. So it's good to see that they're developing for it. For me, it's definitely something that I'd wondered. I haven't seen much of the visual improvements. We know that uh, cross-play is coming to all platforms for the first Overwatch. So if you play Overwatch on your Switch, you'll be able to play against other people. I don't know if it's... I think it's out now. So there we go. It's um, it's good. It's good to see. So, talking of Pokemon Unite. There's an article here from, again, Nintendo Enthusiast. And I, wanted, I just literally mentioned it. Pokemon Unite, just to let you know, is a free-to-play um, MOBA-style game. I think it's done by Tencent. Um, and we can download it from the Japanese eShop. I'll have to see if I can find it. Um, but however, the beta is closed. But anyway, um, yeah. So Pokemon Unite is on its way. If you, I think someone, one of my friends have on who have been playing it have said, basically, if you like Wild Rift on mobile, you're going to get on all right with this. Um... Which is good. It's not a bad thing. Wild Rift is a solid MOBA on mobile. I've been playing playing some of it. Uh, makes my phone very warm for an iPhone, which is a little bit scary. But uh, you know, it's been it's been quite an enjoyable experience. Um, so Nintendo enthusiasts have done done my work for me. So thank you. Pokemon Unite, hands-on impression, a promising game of strategy. Uh, when Pokemon Unite was announced last year during Pokemon Presents, I was skeptical as someone. So this is written by Jamie uh, Ditchfield, so thank you, Jamie. Um, as someone who's tried to get into MOBA, or what they are called is multiple online battle arenas, uh, seen multiple times, the idea of Pokemon going down a similar path didn't really excite me. However, after spending some time with Pokemon Unite ne Network test beta downloaded from the Japanese eShop, those concerns are gone and replaced with anticipation for the full release next month. These are my hand-on impressions of Pokemon Unite beta. I will say this, that I'm not going to read it verbatim, but it is coming to mobile, so it's coming to Switch first in July, and I think mobile in September. I suspect there'll be like a cross play um and so far the mobas that we've had on switch we had arena of valor which was originally moba uh originally moba originally mobile it works really well i think it's from the same company so unfortunately doesn't speak japanese which is disappointing so my impressions are going to be squarely focused on pokemon unite's gameplay the game starts with a pretty basic tutorial my problem with the other mobas is the barrier of entry which has become absurdly high in the past few years i completely agree with this statement I find MOBAs really, really daunting. I have no idea about things like jungling or what you do here or what you do there. I don't get it. And if you get onto a server where people are like just absolutely hauling your ass because you don't know what you're doing, it's quite a daunting experience. I love watching like League of Legends or Dota, you know, on esports because the gameplay is damn exciting. I go, I wish, I wish I, I wish I knew how to do that. But I don't. I don't get it. Um, so, however, Pokemon Unite reveals in the idea of being easy to understand, hence why I was able to experience the game even in Japanese. Your primary objective is to defeat wild and enemy Pokemon to score points. This is achieved by heading to the opposing team side of the map, where you'll see a variety of goalpost-like rings. 
Before the match, you can choose a varied selection of poke playable Pokemon. You'll begin the match as the first evolutionary stage. I did wonder how this was going to work. Uh, the Pokemon you choose, so e.g. if you start with Char uh, Charmander, you're going to start with Charmander. This adds another level of strategy to the bat battles as you need to become stronger to defeat the opposing Pokemon a lot quicker. Each Pocket Monster feels unique um, as well. Uh, with their own strengths and weaknesses, playing an integral role during the selection process. Throughout the 10 plus matches I played, I found myself attached to Venusaur, who was a ranged attacker. They use a variety of area effect attacks, such as Sludge Bomb, which can easily, uh, sorry, especially be useful during long distance encounters. So it goes on to say that my only concern, I still wasn't going to read it verbatim, but I am. My only concern is that Pokemon Unite is a variety, is the variety of in-game currency options. Didn't want to read this, which can actually be used to acquire new Pokemon. Microtransactions can cause a lot of issues in online games, so I hope that the Pokemon Unite makes the in-game progression fairly and easy to understand. Fair and easy to understand, sorry. It'll, I'll ultimately wait till the few full release to grasp the mechanics fully. However, from what I played, Unite is shaping up to be an excellent free-to-play MOBA that I can see myself becoming addicted to. It runs at a solid 30 uh, FPS, which is good. Uh, on the Nintendo Switch uh, version, and some of the visuals are quite uh, pretty to look at. Overall, my first impression was quite positive. I think um, I'd love to see it on iPad. So I have the iPad Generation 4 uh, 2020. Um, iPad 2020, the 11-inch one. So it'll be interesting if we get 60 FPS on like an iPad or a phone. Um, what worries me about reading this is that there's a possible of a variety of in-game currencies. I genuinely think that as long as the Pokemon are easy to unlock by playing the game and people aren't put off by that, because what you see with a lot of online MOBAs is that champions are either rotated in and out, or if you have to pay like 20, 25 pounds for to buy all the champions. And I, I can get behind that. If it's a free-to-play game and it's the own and you're buying like cosmetics to have a shiny Pokemon or like hats and glasses on a squirrel or something like that. I think that's fine. But I think if you know you've got to spend six gems on getting Pikachu's legs, and then to get his tail, you need to spend another six rupees. And then, you know, to get the head, you need to buy 25,000 Dogecoin. I don't know if I'm into that kind of thing where, you know, each character can have, like, multiple currencies. I haven't played the beta. I, I'm reading what uh, Jamie Ditchfield has written here um, on Nintendo Enthusiasts. I'm glad to see it's sounding a promising game, but Nintendo really have got quite a nasty history now of showing their true colours with online or, you know, gacha-style gaming. And I know this isn't a gacha game, but what I mean is they've seen the money they can generate from free-to-play titles. And they're putting a Pokemon game into another free-to-play title. So you've got that um, Pokemon Go makes so many millions a year, and you've got Pokemon Masters EX, which, to be fair, is on my phone. I can't stand it, but for some reason, I like to just log in and, and tap away. Um, I just think, for me, it needs to be fair to unlock those other characters. You don't want to see certain characters, like in the picture that I can see, Pikachu, uh, I can't think of who the bird is. There's Mr. Mime, Gengar, Greninja, um, and you know, a couple of others. You don't want the Greninja to cost you 62,345 
Canadian rupees and you know or in-game currency and it costs you four pound to unlock and that character sweeps a team you don't want to see it so let's hope that they keep that fair they keep it balanced between the pokemon they're going to get it wrong to begin with because at the end of the day that is just the way it is that's fine so i think for me we'll wait to see i'll see if the test beta is still going in japan and i'll see if i can get on it i like the look of this i'm excited to play some pokemon moba it's a type of genre that suits a moba i think so yeah i'm excited to give it a go i did one around before add and i did want to add before i wrap this one up that i've got a list here of all the pokemon that are included in the launch of pokemon unite and it looks like there's a as, as a few so you've got absol blastoise bliss uh blissey charizard scorch bunny um uh, cramorant uh crustyle uh eldegoss uh garchomp gardevoir gengar greninja lucario machamp mr mine alonian alonian nine tails of course pikachu is there slowbro snorlax Talonflame, Venusaur, Wigglytuff, and Zeora. So I suspect you'll also then get things like Squirtle, Wartoidtle, uh, Charmander, Charizard, um, the Scorch Bunny line, the um, Greninja line, the Gengar line, the, uh, the Garchomp line. So I can see those ones being in there as well, which means you're going to get a few extra ones in there. Did I say Lucario? Yeah, Lucario's in there as well. So, yeah, there you go. So that is the list of Pokemon available in Pokemon Unite. I kind of thought I'd missed the, all the news, but I'm just looking um, on the website that I get a, you know, a bit of my news from. And Trove is coming to the Switch. Um, Trove is a like a pixel-style um, MMO. And, it, yeah, it's coming to the Switch. And Trove is pretty cool. I like, I like Trove. Um, it looks like it's running fairly smooth on the Switch. There's about a 20-minute video of the gameplay. I never really understood it. I know there's different characters. It'd be cool if you can log into your account, um, which is something I wouldn't mind being able to do because, essentially, well, I've got an account with Trove and I've got some characters on there. So that's always cool to see. So, yeah, I just wanted to highlight that, that Trove is coming to the switch and the gameplay looks pretty solid we don't know when it's coming out um yep yeah. so um it was originally announced that accent mmo trove is heading to the switch and it was uh announced on the 26th of may so i'm like a month late that's terrible terrible of me so yeah um i'll bring more information when trove does launch or when we get a launch date and go into it in more detail i quite like trove it's quite a nothing really too over extenuous if that makes sense you're not gonna, you're gonna lose any sleep. It's not complicated in that sense, um, but it's free to play, which is always good. Uh, never mind a free, you know, don't never turn around, turn down a free to play game. I didn't think I could talk that much, but um, two games I want to talk about. These two games that got released, uh, my Mario Golf Super Rush did release on the 25th of June, so two days ago. It's currently sitting at a 75 on Metacritic. I haven't got this, so I haven't been able to play it. But I thought I'd give you the Metacritic user score of 6.9 based on 39 ratings. Um, we've got, um, let's have a look at all of the reviews on Metacritic. Um, scroll down. The Gamer has given it 80 out of 100. Suit Rush is an excellent golf game. But the fact that you that only one of the advertised modes could be played with the three to four players simultaneously 
on a single console was a little bit disappointing. Still, this managed to be the best Mario Sports title Nintendo Switch and a great multiplayer gem for the low energy gathering with pals. That's really interesting. I, I haven't really heard much of the kind of, if there was any kind of backlash regarding this. If I scroll down a little bit further, GameSpot has actually given it a 70 and so has Nintendo Life. The 6-axis has also given it a 70. Let's read GameSpot's verbatim review on Metacritic. Um, it goes and says, for me, uh, Mario Golf Super Rush, uh, sorry, uh, with the three radical different styles of play and some seriously uh, inter... Uh, inter in Invented, invented courses. Mario Golf Super Rush is a compelling original sports game. Speed Golf and Battle Golf actively make you uh, adapt to the wildly different conditions while balancing technical uh, te technique and speediness. The three-click swing system feels great, though if you desire an accurate motion control golf game, this isn't one. Golf Adventure seriously, uh, curiously lacks a conventional tournament structure or record keeping, which actively dis disdains me from ever wanting to revisit it. Super Rush isn't the best in entry in the series, but it's a worthy addition. Wow. Nintendo Life, as I said, gave it a 70. Mario Golf Super Rush is a game that many respects hits the marks. Golf Adventure has plenty of charm and offers a fun way to learn various mechanics and unlock courses. Away from that, Solo Endeavor, there are decent options of customization for multiplayer games, local online, button controls, motion-based swinging. It's a not a premium effort, however, with a nagging feature feeling of course corner cuttings at a time of absence of creativity. However, many players should get a good amount of fun out of this one, both solo and with friends. This ain't for mar the Masters, but the Mario Golf fans is a solid par. IGN actually gave this a 60. To Mario Golf, a Super Golf, Speed Golf is a fun addition, but the poor adventure mode, a slight selection of courses, and low re replayability results in Mario Golf Super Rush being an underwhelming entry in the series. So do pick that up with a bit of care. The next one is Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2. This is on the Switch, and it's sitting at an 85 on Metacritic. Why not, hey? So these two released on the same day. Uh, Nintendo Life gave it a 90. Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 and 2 Switch. Nintendo Switch is a rock-solid port of a uh, pair of genuinely fantastic remakes. These really are two of the very best arcade sport titles of all time. Revamped, reworked, remanaged re for modern audiences. With all the graphical bells and whistles, collectibles and game modes we've come to expect in this day and age. With flawless performance in both docked and handheld modes, the visuals um, are still looked apart with a few necessary concerns here. There are the one of the it's highly recommended that you kick flip right into it as soon as possible. So I think if I was to pick between Mario Golf and Super Rush on review critic scores, I think I'd be going for Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2. So yeah, I've, I've yabbered on for 30 minutes. I didn't think I'd get 30 minutes out of this today, but I've got a little bit more to talk. Um, essentially, there's been a big ass sale on Nintendo Switch since uh, E3. And um, yeah... I want to talk about a game. So I've currently picked up two games. Uh, one of them was Kingdoms of Amalur Re-Reckoning, Re which has been all right. It's a bit, um, it's a bit of a cluster. I'm not going to lie. Um, but I picked up <laughs> Metro Last Light Redux for £2.24. I think by the time I'd done my points, it didn't cost me a penny. So this was on like 90% off. Um, and it's bloody fantastic. Runs at 30 FPS. 
it's got the atmosphere and the uh, you know the whole lot that you would expect from the metro series but it's two pounds 24 currently and unfortunately when this goes out the sad news is it won't be that price and i don't think it'll be that price ever again uh not for a while anyway i really like how the nintendo switch from time to time just drops these random games at such a low like it's just extremely low price um but what can i say about metro last light except from it'll be going on to one of my games that I, I complete on a you know for my new show um it's really good i actually picked up three games in this sale four games if you include so we'll, we'll go over it um but the definitely the bargain of the sale didn't cost a penny is metro last light redux um but my biggest as i said my biggest surprise is the fact that it runs on switch and runs so well it's a glorious piece of gaming it really is i've got it on steam um and i've never really sat down and completed it. i'm not good with horror games but i will get through it so i can talk about it properly but that's been my highlight of the sale the other ones as i said kingdoms of amalur it's a bit of a hot mess it really is it's great to replay that game um on the big screen um i have a, a 29 inch uh 1440p monitor is definitely showing its age if you know what i mean i know it'll only come out yet you know it's it's like up to nine uh, up to 1080p if it can do that definitely showing its age but it's still a great experience nonetheless i'd forgotten how in depth this this game is but it's going to be hundreds and hundreds of hours and i may make that one of my first of big titles to play it was around 30 pounds i think it was which is fine there's nothing wrong with that it's a solid experience if that makes sense um but i'd forgot i've forgotten how cool like the magic and stuff looks in this game magic system is really good but it's, again, it's a bit of a cluster. It's not, it's not sexy, but it's still a well-worthy RPG if you want to sit down and play it. The other two was Borderlands, Borderlands the pre-sequel and the Game of the Year edition for Borderlands 2. Um, I'm, I'm a sucker for Borderlands, and I've got Borderlands 2 installed. Haven't yet to actually play it. Um, I've just literally, as as we're speaking, I've just pressed the button to see what it runs like borderlands 3 on stadia um again it's not been played uh too much but i genuinely enjoy borderlands i had borderlands on the vita and that was a hot mess but and the switch is considerably a lot more powerful um and the funny thing about uh, borderlands on the vita was the fact that you, you had to use the back of the vita for some of the controls it was so weird but yeah, Borderlands 2 on the Switch is great. Um, Borderlands 2 is like one of those timeless games that you can just literally pick up and play at any point and it'll always feel really fresh. And I was quite excited to see Tiny Tina's Wonderland get launched uh, or get announced at E3 or Summer Games Festival. Um, and I expect it's active. I don't know if it's got cross-play or anything like that. Um, but And the, the, the actual opening um scene i'm looking at it as we speak it looks fine it looks very and remember this launched on the ps2 no ps3 sorry not ps2 it launched on the ps3 and it's fine it's been remastered god knows how many times and if i go on to new game and uh go to choose my character 
I'll just see if it's got all the content. I think it's got its Game of the Year edition. Yeah, so you've got all um, six um, classes. So you've got um, Axton, the Commando, Zero, the Assassin, Ma uh, Maya, the, Maya, the Siren, uh, Salvador, the Gunzerker, which I think he's like OP as hell, uh, Gage, the, uh, the Mechamancer, and Krieg, the Psycho. So yeah, it's all there. It looks great. Um, seems to do, do the thing, which is really cool. And it has one of the best intro songs ever. I really like Borderlands 2 intro. Um, so yeah, there's. it's on the Switch and it's it was on sale. As I said, by the time this goes out, you know, the sale will be over. The sale was running for like 10 days, 10, 12 days, and there's been some absolute stonking deals. So yeah, if you haven't had a chance to get it, get games then you know unfortunately you know you would have missed out if i go on the eShop, uh talking about the sale um i want to see what currently is the top download like exclusive game um through the sale because i said i think it's metro redux uh, last light redux which is so all games in number one spot um, is Mario Rabbids King, uh, Kingdom Battle. I expect that's been spurred on with the announcement. And number two is Metro Last Light. I said it was ridiculously low. You got a couple of highlights in there, which is NBA 2K21, uh, which is four pounds. But what put me off that is the fact that it's a, like a 42 gig download. That's killing your SD card right there. That's like four games taken off my SD cards. Um, my SD card is is crying out for space anyway. Firewatch at 4:49. I've uh, play along podcast. That's one of their latest ones. Go listen to it. Uh, the Witcher 3 there for 17.99. Um, Sword Art Online, which I think this one on the Switch isn't the one that's liked very much. It's like seven pounds. Go over to download exclusives. Um, it, this has just been insane. Among Us is number one. Uh, Game Builder Garage is there, which apparently is very good. Um, City Skylines there for £8.99. Bastion. Bastion's an incredible game. £2.19. Um, so yeah, is, there's a lot of great stuff that are, that, are, that are highlighted on this sale, but I wanted to highlight some of the games that I picked up, which will be going on to my backlog burner of games that I need to complete. Now, I don't know if this is going to go first or if this is going to go last. Um, so if this is first, hi, welcome. Uh, this is my Disguise 6 kind of talk i've never been very good at the whole review thing it's not really been my kind of thing but i need to get into it a little bit more um thank you to nis for the code i really appreciate it it's been quite an experience to get this code in the sense that it's a big game uh, a lot of people have got their eyes peeled on this one and well i've got this really weird relationship with the Skya. um i purchased the Skya 5 about three or four years ago and I could never get into it I think now that I've played a load of Disguise 6 I'm going to go back to Sky 5 um, from what I know of and from what I've played Disguise 6 is a little bit more toned down in the system side that's what I found but I'm speaking to this as a very very fresh faced Sky fan um, but it, what Disguise 6 has done is it's made me appreciate this series that so many people really enjoy and they love to pieces. I don't know how many hours I've put into it. I genuinely don't. Um, but what I want to say on the Switch and what I've experienced, I'm hoping there's going to be a day one patch. The performance is pretty poor. 
it's not sexy. And there was an article by Kotaku, which you can read. It's the same thing. They've gone from 2D animations to 3D animations. And you can really see the slowdown in this. In, in like the overworld, uh, in the walking. I thought it was like my eyes. I, c I couldn't work it out. I should wear glasses when I'm on the computer and play games. I thought my eyes were just playing up. But there is significant kind of frame drops with these new 3D models. Uh, because everything, like all the characters are 3D models. And when you've got a lot going on, genuinely it feels like the Switch can't handle this style of of game. Um, I think that's one of the biggest drawbacks to this, is the performance on the Switch suffers, which is a shame. And it did put me off from getting really far into the game because I found the performance jarring in places. But there is a way to combat the jarringness of the performance. It baffles me to find out that in the West, we're not getting a PS4 release, and the PS4 would handle running the 3D models quite well, um, probably a lot better than the Switch. Um, but there is three graphical settings. You have performance, balanced, or I can't remember what the other one is off the top of my head, but performance essentially makes everything fuzzy, and it will run the game at 60 FPS. Handheld mode, you really do see this. You notice that quite a lot but it is there if you wish it. Balanced is to try and keep it at a steady frame rate while giving you the best of both worlds, but when I played this on Balanced, I could still see the issues. I could still experience those frame drops and they hurt. And then you have the you know high fidelity mode, which becomes almost unplayable on Nintendo Switch at the point of talking about this. This game officially launches uh, in a couple of days on the 29th of this month. And I'm hoping, I pray, there is a day one release. But coming back slightly, I'm not sure why NAS America haven't released it on the PS4. Um, was there, is there something out there that's stopping them? You know, there was talk of that the company behind these games, uh, Ichipon Software, I think I did that right, has got is going under or they're struggling financially. Don't know the reason. There could be many reasons, censorship or anything like that could be involved in, you know, stopping this from going over to a system. But for an actual high fidelity mode, if you like, to run it in the 3D models, if, you know, in the best they could look, with all the animations as best they could look, you would need this on a lot more powerful hardware. Because it even suffers in dock mode, and that's saying something. One of the things I did also notice with the Switch, I haven't played any other versions, so I don't have this anything to compare to, is that while the sound design is fine in the sense that the music was quite chirpy and I found myself bobbing along to some of the songs, there seemed to have been a delay in some of the, you know, animation sounds uh, and the sound effects to what was going on on the Switch. I found this really weird, um, and I, I don't know why. And all I can put it down to is the move to a 3D engine on a hardware that probably isn't up to par with what they were trying to do. And it's a real shame because Disgaea 6 for me is probably the best entry for a Disgaea series. And I'll explain in my kind of wrap up at the end of why I'm making that statement. But so far with the performance being as jarring as it is and the sound design being 
in kind of a hot mess in the fact that you know you've got those delays it makes it really difficult for me to say that this is a great game to be spending all your money on but it's also the counter argument that if you want to get into the sky it's probably one of the best places to start so as i mentioned i think i mentioned a little earlier that i haven't scripted this interview so, uh, this interview this review so i'm a little bit all over the place um, it's a strategy RPG. Uh, essentially, it's you on a grid. You drop your characters in and you basically battle away. You have these um, characters that at the beginning are quite high levels. Um, but anybody who's played Disgaea knows exactly what levels mean. And they don't mean squat in the sense that you can repeatedly, you know, unlevel you can repeatedly re-roll your character's level to level one and go all the way to max level and then back to level one again what you do on these grids is you fight your waves of enemies not like a mobile style wave of enemies but you fight those enemies in a grid with your amazingly amount of stupidly amount of don't know what there was of classes there are roughly 40 plus classes in this game and you go to a like a, 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 um, a meeting to create these classes essentially that's how i found the sky i found myself kind of reinstalling repeating that kind of process dropping into a map moving around being the living daylights out seeing high numbers appear and then moving on to the next map and then the next map but because i found the performance issues and the sound issues kind of get to the point where i couldn't play too much more i've had to stop and i'm hoping as i said for a day one patch to make the switch version run a bit smoother but I mentioned something a little bit shorter in this review. And it's the fact that it's made me reinstall Disgaea 5. Disgaea 5 Complete is essentially an enormous game. And it's more complex and more of a, a frightening uh, beast to get into than what Disgaea 6 is. Reading on forums and reading across the internet over the past few days. There are definitely people out there saying that Disgaea 6 is the most friendly version for people who want to get involved in this absolute bonkers um, story or this series. The game definitely caters for those people who really like deep or in-depth mechanics to allow you to, you know, just a system after system after system, micromanaging those systems and story always comes first. And again... The story in this is not going to set the world on fire, but it serves a purpose. So that's kind of it. I don't really have too much more to say about the Sky 6, except from it's okay. And I will recommend it in this sense. It's I recommend it if you're new. If you're new and you're looking for a way to get involved in Disgaea, Disgaea 6 is that process but if you want to dive headfirst into a game of Disgaea on the Nintendo Switch Disgaea 5 is probably your best bet but it's an absolute horrendous beast to get involved in it really is and I've uninstalled it reinstalled it multiple times and only played a couple of hours of Disgaea 5 because it's put me off that much the other thing I do want to say again harping on again this is all over the place and this is why I'm going to a more scripted review process is the 3d animations of the battles definitely don't like something and again going on about it, something felt empty what i did play at the sky 5 in the 2d sprites you'd have these really over the top kind of animations for your moves you'd have all of this really cool looking stuff and the sky 6 felt a bit flat 
I don't know. I don't know what it is. It's something that I think we'd have to get used to because whether Disguise 7, if there's going to be a Disguise 7 or we get a Disguise 6 complete, um, I just think that it just doesn't hit that mark that the overtopness silliness of Disguise, the previous Disguise entries kind of are known for. And it just, I don't think moving to a 3D engine is right for this type of game, personally. That's how I feel. So that's it. That's Beyond Nintendo this week. My God, it's an absolute monster of a show. This is like 50 minutes long. It's the longest Beyond Nintendo I've done for ages, which felt really good to just sit down and, and, and talk, essentially, about what's going on, where we're going with the shows and stuff like that. So, yeah, there you go. That's Beyond Nintendo. Thank you very much can't sign off like that can i so thank you everyone please do get in touch with me at beyond into oh sorry at that chaps app that's the twitter account if you want to get in touch you can get on you can find me over on uh at hotmail.com you can also get in touch with me over on the anchor app leave me a voice note you can download the anchor app on google play or the apple app store leave me a voice note get in touch let me know what you think your thoughts are you picking up the sky six did you pick up Mario Golf? I'd love to hear from you if you did. Uh, same with uh, things like Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2. What game did you get from the sale that you're really proud that you got? Uh, you know, you've been looking at it for ages and it's been at the right price for you to grab. Love to hear from you. We'll see you all in the next one. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. <laughs>